Hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and joining me here live in studio is the one and only Ray Jewell. Ray, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Kevin. It's always a good good thing to be here, and I'm excited about our time today because we've read a book called Nobody Wants Revival, yep. and we've got the author. <laughs> I'm lying. So today From you're California? you're not the guest today. So you're I a co-host. Not, today. I am a co-host. Whatever you get, that is, you get that bump up. I get a I get a bump up in salary. Uh, you can have nothing, double the amount that I've normally. I was going to say nothing from nothing. You can get all the royalties from this podcast. All right, all right. But as you mentioned, yeah, we're talking about the book. Nobody wants revival. The revival we need isn't the one we want. By evangelist Ben Eberson. And ben is on the line with us. Ben, welcome to the Basic Bible Podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. Glad to be here. Yeah, so as an evangelist, you said you're out in California right now. I think that's what the life of an evangelist is. You know, it's the middle of winter, so you don't want to be here in Wisconsin. So you're out there in the West just living it up there. How, what, what's the weather like right now where you're at? <laughs> well, absolutely right. It's amazing how many evangelists and uh, different travel and type people get called to, you know, like California or Florida or something, Arizona during the winter. But uh, where I'm at now is up near Sacramento, so we okay. have seen some colder temperatures, but like what you guys are going through. Okay, so you're not like calling us poolside right now, then? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Oh, no, no, poolside. <laughs> Well, we met. We met about probably about fifteen years ago, I think it is. And uh, I was doing, as I recall, I was doing a uh, a singles conference uh, for the church I was at, and uh, other churches were invited to. And I was looking for a music guy, so I called a friend of mine at Truth Baptist Church there in Hartford, Connecticut. And he said, "Well, you know, this guy I know, Ben Eberson's in town, and you got to use him." And so uh, I think that started what, what I, at least what I would call a friendship. I didn't know if it'll ruin your testimony. If uh, I'm if I'm calling you a friend, but uh, it's... absolutely not. Yeah, I'm honored to call you a friend, and uh, that was some good times back there. And it's amazing how the Lord leads people and connections, and yeah, and then uh, people go their separate ways too, and just continue serving the Lord. That's a wonderful thing. And then you came back when I moved up to New up up to not New Hampshire but Massachusetts. You came and you you did one of the singles conferences for me, and then also the opening revival to our school, and so. Uh, you've been pretty much following my ministry, and so I'm wondering, when are you coming to Rock County Christian School? Hey, you know what? We've got to work that out. I'd love to do that, and uh, actually, it hasn't been for lack of um, uh, lack of timing. The most recent time I was supposed to be in your area, I actually uh, got a kidney stone. Oh, really? And so uh, that was horrible. We had to cancel, and it got too, so that made it worse, and and uh, we had to cancel about eight meetings, and mm. it just really was very difficult from that perspective. I, I don't recommend, you know, if you have a choice, but don't choose kidney stone. Yeah. It's my recommendation. <laughs> yeah, I think I would concur with that. I've never had it, and I really don't want it. Right. <laughs> That's not something that we need to experience to understand. <laughs> yeah. So yesterday I was talking with my uh, my boss, my administrator, and uh, we were discussing uh, books. And I was mentioning I was reading this book, and I gave him the title, Nobody Wants Revival. And he said, well, how could that be? And I said, I kind of explained the gist of the book. And so let's just jump right into this, because it really is a, a fascinating book. It's a... As, as Ray said, it, it's easy to read, and it's a quick read, but it's an important book, I think. It, it, oh, it, yeah. it, it serves to correct, I think, a colossal error that are found in a lot of our churches. So, um, Ben, let me ask you, let's just define our term first. What do we mean by revival? Because we're talking about a revival nobody wants, but that's in 
again, people reading that are like, wait, I, of course we want revival. So let's let's kind of define our terms there. Well, you know, as as you guys uh, uh, no doubt know, and, and your listeners, if we think about it, sometimes defining something, or the best step in defining something, at least the first step in defining something, is to find what it's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's uh, I, that's really where I wanted to start with the book, uh, is saying, hey, this. This is not a revival. It's not what we commonly think of. Uh, it's we being, you know, your average, relatively conservative evangelical, uh, you know, Christian in, in America, uh, thinks of revival in, in I think, uh, four different categories uh, that people uh, think revival is. And it's something a lot, but I think it, it always bears repeating, and that is uh, that we need to get we need to have our definitions biblically based rather than yeah. culturally based and I think that's where the difference lies yeah and you know I, I think the number one thing I hear and you bring this up right right away talk about revival it, we go to second uh, chronicles 714 mm-hmm. if my people who are called <laughs> right. by my name will humble themselves and will hear from heaven and God will heal our land I, I see that uh, I, <laughs> I see that across, you know, a patriotic red, white, and blue uh, background with what kind of a cross embedded into it, and think, whoa, uh, we, we got to work on some hermeneutics here. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's and and so here's where, um, fortunately, I've never had uh, fresh fruit or, or rotten fruit for that matter thrown at me, but. <laughs> um, uh, when I, as I'm going around and, and preaching in different places and such, really, uh, I've, I've got a message that I preach that this comes out of, and it's basically, I, I tear apart the idea of using that direct, as a direct connection to the United States. And uh, we, for example, we, let's just point out an inconsistency here, and, and right off the bat, and that is, when we throw this passage, let's put, like, revival to the side for just a second. When we do go to this passage, what often happens is we apply the first parts uh, to us. You know, oh, it's my people, which are, oh, we need to humble ourselves. Let's pray, everybody. Let's pray and seek my faith. Hey, let's, let's seek God's faith. So let's pray. Amen. Let's have more prayer meetings. And then as soon as it goes to turn from the wicked ways, all of a sudden, the audience is now lost and it's everybody outside the church walls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we jump audiences and that right there ought to key us into the fact that something's a little bit um uh uh, funky with our interpretation (laughs) yeah Yeah, when when i was reading through that section the uh the connection for me biblically were the pharisees Hmm. i mean that's exactly what they seem to do is let's let's do the outward stuff Let's show people that we're good people, but when it came to actual change in their lives, you know, get rid of the evil in their lives, they didn't want to admit it. And that's why Jesus seemed to keep throwing it back in their faces. Oh, absolutely. And you're and you're not being fair by actually uh, becoming a very practical right off the bat here because that's, <laughs> that's where the rubber meets the road, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and the book is very practical. And oh, yeah. we I appreciate that. Um, so you, you, you mentioned the four things that we often mistake for revival. You mentioned that, that, that they're in there. 
the nostalgia trap, ignorance of history, the patriotic trap, misunderstanding of the identity of God's people, the social gospel trap, misunderstanding of national spiritual awakening, and the costless revival trap, wrong concept of the nature of revival. Hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, I posted, I've been posting your stuff, of course, giving you credit on Facebook, but uh, you know, people are, are responding to that, and it's, you know, it's like, it's almost a mini revival, at least in their thinking, and that's a good thing. Oh, amen. Well, Douglas Gift's uh, book uh, can can stir people to thought. Um, that's that's a great thing, and I don't consider myself to be a fantastic author, a moderately good author. I eventually thought, you know what? Uh, if I don't start putting these things down and, and just start, mm. then I probably never will. And so. Um, if it can provoke people to start thinking about it, then I feel like, hey, you know, I've done something that's worthwhile. Right. Yep. Let's talk about some of the things that, um, okay, we don't want revivals of humility or holiness or some of these things. In other words, we don't want the real work of revival. And it almost sounds heretical for me to say the work of revival um, because we're, we're not, uh, you know, we're not saying that, okay, we're just going to do A, B, and C and the result is going to be revival. Right. Uh, you mentioned, I think you do a good job in your book, of talking about God's sovereignty in, in revival. But um, what does revival actually look like? And it's, it's not just, you know, revival's not coming in with a, not to get too political, but with a Make America Great Again hat. It's not just the, the you know, the uh, shutting down of abortion clinics or it's not just, the end uh, of gay marriage or whatever. having a lot of people show up. Either. Right. Yeah, it's not just our, our, our church is being uh, packed, but... It's people actually being humble, you know, getting into the prayer closet and doing the work of holiness that, that our Christian lives ought to be a reflection of. I really did appreciate your emphasis on prayer in mm. this because that, if you study the revivals, the history of the church, it's, it's two things that are involved, getting back to the Bible and getting back to prayer. And that... that Amen. And there's 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 been uh, revivals without music. There's been revivals even without preaching. But there's never been a revival without prayer. Yep. And and I think it's no coincidence that I think the most difficult thing we maybe every Christian, but particularly those of us who live fairly you know comparatively comfortable lives here, prayer is the hardest thing for us because we're it's gratification type people. I mean, when microwave popcorn is taking too long, yeah. or when I'm sitting in a hotel room with the family and we want to watch something, you know, and the remote takes too long because it's digital, and, you know, it's got an extra half-second delay to change the channels for getting impatient. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> talk about instant gratification culture. Uh, prayer is so much the opposite of that. And, and to get to your question, too, what is revival neatly defined? And I, I don't have the book in front of me, but I people um, here, I'm sitting in a, in a parking lot while some of my family is inside the store here. So I didn't bring the book with me back at my um, uh, the house where we're staying. So uh, if you've got it in front of you and you can quote this better, that's totally fine. But I think there are two ways to define revival. One is, a, is a, an active way to define it in one word, and that's obedience. Mm-hmm. Revival defined in the word of action is obedience. That's we obey whatever the Holy Spirit tells us to do. But revival, more defined uh, in a common type definition, is is that deep working of the Holy 
spirit in our lives that causes us to renounce sin and to renew our obedience to the Lord. And that can happen on a personal level. And when it happens to a lot of people at the same time, I call it corporate revival. And uh, and then that results in uh, an awakening to yeah. the loss. Right. And I, I'm appreciating, again, as I remember what I read, that emotionalism isn't necessarily and often seems to not be revival, um, but the the active conviction of God on, on people's hearts that draws us back to him and just spills over into our dealings with yeah. others. Well, isn't, I, there's a common thread that I, we're wrestling with in our, um, uh, I use the term fundamental, but uh, you know that term is so misused and misunderstood. I'm trying to find another term for it. Our Bible-based churches that are serious about doing our best, whatever strength we may be, but we're serious about being loyal to the Scripture. We wrestle, and rightfully so, with the plates of emotion yeah. uh, in, in, in our churches, and people come up with different answers to that. And, that's okay, particularly in different parts of the country. But I, I think what we can agree on is that emotion ought never be in the drive. Emotion uh, is the passenger that ride yeah. that comes mm -hmm. along for the journey, or the caboose instead of the locomotive. Right, right. Wrong to have emotions. Yeah. And in fact, when God does a deep work, you know, if there is no emotion, then you know, maybe maybe we ought to check ourselves. But on the other hand. We don't want to be driven by our emotions. Right. Yeah, I think... Were you just attacked, Ben? Hello? Oh, that... <laughs> yep, I'm here. Yep, it, it faded out for just a second. We got you back. <laughs> okay. Uh, we just heard a lot of static. We thought you were under attack. Oh, no. No, uh, I know Satan is the prince of the power of the air, but I don't think that means uh, cell phones. <laughs> well, I, I mean... That's probably bad for... We know that you're in... You're out in the liberal West Coast, so I didn't, I didn't know maybe they were starting the attack on Christians early or something. But, um. <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because out here we've been talking as a family in regards to being out here on the left coast, you know. And it's amazing how much, uh, how many, um, uh, how little liberal presence there is when you get down to the big city, you know. It's like anywhere else because, you know, it's, it's so... It's relatively conservative No problem. Well, the other thing you mentioned about conservative, I'll, I'll say conservative churches, is uh, the battle against pride. Hmm. And uh, you mentioned wow. it's easy to, you know, we just we were just joking about the left coast and no one's out there except liberals, but. You know, we, we understand that, just like, uh, you know, Elijah, there are many who haven't bowed the knee yet to Baal. Um, there are many who are out there, but maybe they don't look exactly like us or have the same exact standards as us, but it's easy to throw, it's easy, I think, in a lot of conservative churches to think we are the standard. And uh, anyone who doesn't dot their I and cross their theological T's exactly the way we are, well, they're, you know, just as bad as the, the Mormons or... Uh, even Muslims or whatever, because they're just destroying the the foundations of the Word of God and and whatnot. It's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. uh, we we gotta get these things in perspective. As you mentioned, uh, as fundamentalists, uh, you know, we go back to the fundamentals, 
And unfortunately, it seems like a lot of fundamental churches today aren't focusing on the fundamentals, but we're focusing on whether it's on music or Bible translations or sometimes uh, end of, uh, you know, end, end times theology, that uh, while it, these issues are important, they certainly are important, we can't ignore them, but at the same time, I don't want to equate someone who is in line with every fundamental of the faith with me except, you know, a Bible translation as someone who's apostate. And I, I know exactly what you're saying. In fact, I call it uh, dotting our teeth and crossing our eyes. Um, because <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. it's skewed our perspective. And in fact, um, you know, I'm not the original with this. A friend of mine I heard from, but I put it in a uh, form by the time uh, this podcast uh, uh, airs. I'll have it back up on my website, which crashed. So I've been rebuilding everything piece by piece. Oh. But uh, basically, I, I did a vertical and I spoke a 10 minute. Um, version of this in chapel at Pensacola Christian College where I call it fusses, fights, and funerals. Hmm. And I think a weakness that we have is is finding everything as either a funeral or a fuss. So either it's life and death or it's not worth anything. Yeah. And I noticed that even with, uh, and in my opinion, okay, and there'll be other guys that have a different opinion on this and that's totally fine. They can, they're entitled to that opinion. But the uh, departure of my alma mater definitely from where it started mm. and where I was, which is the former Northland Baptist Bible College, yeah. part of what happened there, in my opinion, is that they started defining things as either all or nothing. So either it was worth dying over or it wasn't even worth mm-hmm. discussing. Yeah. And that changed the culture of the college so that it ceased to exist. Now, we can disagree on, you know, let's take music, right? Or, or uh, you know, uh, versions uh, and different things. We all have our opinions on those things. But I don't think that I mean, some of the music fits into the, the pluses category, this, this preference, but, and I certainly wouldn't put it into the funerals category. I'd gladly share, uh, share prison cell with someone who, you know, disagrees with music. I mean, they're not going to be caring about music at this point. But I think there's a middle category, which is fights, and I, I don't, uh, it doesn't mean we have to be nasty about it, but there's that middle category where we can, we godly men ought to be able to discuss things in a godly way. Yeah. And women do, I'm not sexist, but you know, yeah. uh, I, that's the grand use of that word. But um, we've got one man, uh, one man put it this way, he said, the most important thing about your position is your disposition. Mm. And I think that's worth remembering. Yeah, also in the book you mentioned God's sovereignty, um, but at the same time, uh, and kind of in, in, in lead with this whole thing, we're talking about sovereignty and God's revival. Um, this applies whether you're Arminian, Calvinist, whatever. Now, Ray and I like to argue about this issue. Uh, Ray's our a local uh, Arminian, and I, I'm more of a, I'm not a complete five point Calvinist, but I, I'm more in the Calvinistic okay. camp. Um, and so he and I like to argue about In fact, we've been arguing today about this. Um, but at the same time, we'll sit down, we'll pray together. We can yell and scream at each other and walk away, still friends, I think. Oh, yeah. So, uh, he wasn't really enthusiastic about that last part, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're friends. Um, but, you know, we, we can't let our theology drive us away from a proper understanding of Scripture, mm-hmm. love of, uh, of the church, of God's people, mm-hmm. and fervent prayer over issues like this revival. Right. You know, the... To go back to, and this is part of that too, we've got the fundamentals or, you know, that I would call top tier theology. Yeah. The things that are essential to what we believe, uh, you know, the Trinity, God, or 
man is a sinner, Jesus sent, or God sent Jesus and to die on the cross for salvation, and the authority of scripture, things like that. It's those issues that we argue about that are second tier theology. But when you pointed out in the book about both and, I've learned that, interestingly enough, I learned that uh, concept when I was taking a class in seminary on 20th century Roman Catholic theology. It's, it's a both and. Most everything is a both and. Obviously, the, the one thing that's an either or is belief in Jesus Christ. But there's a both and about, you know, there's some aspects of Arminianism, there's some aspects of Calvinism that are good. I mean, the emphasis of Calvinism is, is the sovereignty of God. The Arminian emphasis is, you know, free will, and you know, within the, the you know, God gave us the free will, so I, He's still sovereign in that. Um, and and you know, the other discussions, eschatology, uh, ecclesiology, the role of women. There's so many things that are both in, not either or. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good reminder too. I, I I'm thinking to myself at the same time as you're saying these things that that, that so much matters on uh, definition so it, it, you know you you say one thing or I say one thing and and it's like okay that's the term but what do you mean by that term what do you right. mean by this and I think I think sometimes we can uh, I mean we'll mean things and and you know if it's in a debate not uh, you know, my uh, whoever he defines the terms when the debate, but then I have to think to myself uh, sometimes whether it's some some of these issues, uh, like a Calvinism or music or you know all these other things, um, is the ultimate goal to win the debate because you actually yeah. have a pyrrhic victory and technically win a debate, right. you know, and yet lose all your audience because yeah. of an attitude that was displayed. And that goes for anyone on any side of the debate. Well, I like the idea yeah, yeah, that you know, just defining terms because sometimes we tend to speak past one another. And, you know, you throw out the label and all of a sudden, well, raise an Arminian, so he believes that man, oh, God is subservient to man. And I'm a Calvinist, so I don't believe in evangelism or, you know, whatever... Uh, right. false idea you attack to that but you, that means you actually have to talk to people and engage in conversation and actually well, figure out that. yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know we're running out of time but I want to mention one other thing which I thought was really good a really good book uh, a part of this book it's just kind of a side comment when it comes to prayer and it comes to uh, depending upon the Lord we believe in in God's sovereignty but that's not an excuse um to do nothing, but you, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, okay, I was stalling until I found a page. Okay, <laughs> on page 48, resignation is not the same thing as believing prayer. Resignation, such as this is a lazy man who uses theology to excuse him from the work of storming up the gates of heaven, whatever. Resignation is not the same thing as believing prayer. Can you elaborate on it? Because I think that that's brilliant, and I, and that, that really hit home with me, because sometimes it's, I tend to be more passive, or say, yeah, you know what, that's not faith, that's not obedience. That that's resignation. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> that's that's uh, interesting. You put your finger right on that because that is straight out of my own personal devotional life. Hmm. That was born out out of my myself realizing, hey, you know what? Sometimes I get lazy and and I say, okay, I'm going to pray 
for a little while and I prayed for five minutes and then I say, you know what? I mean, I don't say it verbally, but my attitude is like, no, God's going to do whatever he wants to do anyway. Yeah. Uh, I'm tired. I want to go do something else. And then I just, I just say, that's it. And my terminology may say, hey, I'm laying. I'm just going to trust the Lord on it. Well, is that really what I'm doing or am I just getting tired and I don't want to do the work? Yeah. And so that, that came out of my own personal life. Like, hey, you know what? That is not really faith. I better not give myself spiritual brownie points for doing that because I know in my heart between me and the Lord, I'm just confident out right and so i thought hey i need to put that in there because maybe if i'm doing it maybe other people attempted to as well and it's something we need to work on oh i'd say there'd be no maybe about it i suspect <laughs> that sure. that's something we all struggle with mm-hmm. all right well so we are running out of time so ben, before we go again the book is nobody wants revival the revival we need isn't the one we want that's available on your website we'll have a link to that of course on our website and our show notes as well but tell us a little bit more about your ministry, because you're not just a, a traveling evangelist preaching. Uh, you've got a great music ministry. Uh, in fact, I was just showing one of your videos in class the other day, um, the four-man a cappella group, which I love. I can't get enough of that. Um, we were just we were just playing uh, his robes for mine from from Chris Anderson, but I think I think your arrangement of that was great. Uh, so you do a lot of tell tell us a little bit more about your ministry and uh, what we can find on your website. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, I'm so glad that you enjoyed that. Uh, our ministry is, can sum it up in one word. Our ministry is one of encouragement. And uh, I didn't come by that word um, accidentally. A, a man came up to me one day uh, a number of years ago, and he said, you know what, I've never heard anyone use the word be courage or encouragement as much as you do in your ministry. And he had, yeah. he had fellowship with us for months. Mm-hmm. And I took that to heart, and I realized, hey, you know what, that's really what it's about. Is to our goal is to encourage God's people, and so yes, I'm an evangelist. I do preach the gospel. I do want to see people saved, but our our part in the mission is to use the tools that we have. There's three of them: preaching, preaching and teaching, and then uh, that that goes together, and then the music, and then personal interaction. Mm-hmm. And we use those three things. However, in the work at a church, sometimes it looks different than when we're in a different place. But that's our goal, is to use those three tools as much as we can to help people just be encouraged and take another spiritual step. Mm. Well, I want to encourage people to check out that. That's uh, beneverson.com, if I remember correctly. Um, yes, we, just, we made it simple. In fact, we used to be called Bible Revival Ministry. Which I missed that title, because that's a cool title. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem is that a lot of people, uh, we're keeping that. That's actually the name of our 501c3, but okay. we're going to go with the more common Benny versus Mystery now because uh, if you guys at BibleRevival.com, it'll jump you over. But uh, people didn't, it was a step. You okay. know, people didn't know that was who we are, and then they wouldn't find us ever. So, um, but it's not about the name. It's just, that's just, you know, it's not a pride thing. It's just a practical thing. So that BennyWerson.com get everything that you need. All right. We want to encourage you to check that out. Check out the music. And you're on Spotify, too, if I remember correctly. Yes. We're yeah. on all the digital platforms. Okay. iTunes, Apple Music, Xbox Music, Google Play. I mean, all the Pandora, even. So, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, we love for people to get stuff however, however they're able to. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm only a Spotify. I'm I'm barely a Spotify guy, but um, so yeah, I'm I'm more of a YouTube guy, and you're on YouTube, and so I listen to most of your music there, uh, which is just it is a great blessing and it is a great encouragement. So I want to thank you for your ministry and thanks for your time spending here with with Ray and I. Hey, thanks for having me. It's 
for having me on. Appreciate it very much. All right, we want to thank all of you for joining us as well. And join us next week, because next week, finally, after the long buildup, we are starting our series on the Ten Commandments. All right. And so uh, Ray and I are going to talk about nine and ten. And we've got a lot of other... Can we do another one, or we have to do that one? We haven't done that one yet. Oh! Don't get ahead of ourselves. Oh! So, yeah, uh, I think we're going to work on number three. You can can uh, edit edit that out. I'm not editing anything. Let's let's just be honest about that. Hey, Ben, before you go, uh, when is Ben Everson's podcast coming back? Hey, well, you know what? I have... That, that, is a, that is a good question. I have uh, I respect you so much for uh, having the stick to it to get that out there. And for anyone who's listening, podcasts are not as simple as they seem to be. I mean, it's just like yeah. set up a microphone and do something. No, it takes a lot of work. And really, what I think I need to uh, trans um, uh, to change formats instead of having. I'm thinking about going with a series-based type thing. So, okay. you know, hey, it came out with a new, kind of like a Netflix type of approach where they drop the whole, you know, nine episodes season of, of, uh, of a thing at once, bang. Uh. And then they don't do anything until, you know, six months later or something right. like that. Because I do love the format, but unfortunately, because of our traveling and everything that we're doing, there'll be these huge gaps of time where I can't record something. And mm. so that... Uh, So while you're waiting for Ben to get back on board, you got the basic Bible podcast, and I really don't even know why you need anything else. Well, but. that would be true, and <laughs> I just wanted to, to pipe up and say, you know, that's why I'm co-host, because <laughs> if I'm host, I have to do what you do with all this stuff. And uh, Yeah, well, <laughs> if I can do it, anyone can. All right, well, again, thanks, Ben, and uh, thank you all for listening. So next week, we'll start that series on the Ten Commandments, so join us in. Until then, don't forget to check out our website, blog, www basicbiblepodcast.org and don't forget to join us here March 23rd for our Community Strong Family Conference featuring Lee Strobel and and Lee has said he's going to come on the podcast yeah um and so we'll be recording a live podcast there too did I tell you that I believe so okay good uh so visit Ray and I we're going to be at we've got a vendor table there and uh meet us we'll have a little uh Instagram uh picture thing and uh some free stuff to give away we'll be uh auctioning off some not auctioning I'll be giving away some books and some other stuff. So be there. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. Have a great day.